Say goodbye to the food police and hello to peace. Welcome to the Love Food Podcast, hosted by award-winning dietitian and food behavior expert, Julie Duffy Dillon. This authentically engineered series is in the form of a love letter, welcoming you to reconnect with food. Now pour a cup of coffee or a margarita, and let's begin. Hi, and welcome to this bonus episode of the Love Food Podcast. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, registered dietitian and food peace promoter. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for connecting today. And I wanted to sit down and chat with you for a second about something that's been on my mind. It is January, National Dieting Month. And I know a lot of you out there are wondering if you're overweight. You know, maybe you've been told your body's too big, or maybe you're getting the subtle kind of nudge or the look from someone that loves you or um, maybe someone who is not so nice to you when you get a second helping, but, or maybe you um, just have been known, you've known your whole life that your body is too big and you've come to this place where you, the way you describe your body as someone who's overweight. And, you know, if you're asking yourself that, I also would assume that if you're assuming you're overweight, that you are also considering doing something about it because that name overweight implies that it needs to be fixed. It needs to be stopped before it gets out of control. Well, I want to counter that. I want to provide an argument for that. And I think it's important to hear me out. Although I know that word overweight is just so commonly used in our world, and we often will hear things, well, half of our world is overweight. And the next time you hear someone saying that, like a proclamation, I want you to ask yourself something. Over what? Overweight? Over what? What does that mean? And I say that with full understanding of body mass index, of height and weight tables, of this epidemic of, you know, huge proportions. You know, I understand all that. I am a registered dietitian. I have a master's degree. Um, I would be happy to show you my SAT scores. They weren't too shabby. You know, I'm an intelligent person. I understand all of this. But what I also understand from my work, talking to people one-on-one for many, many years now is that that little tiny BMI spread, that 20 to 25, how can that really include everyone, no matter how old they are, no matter their ethnicity? You know, anyone from the age of 20 until they die, (laughs) it's supposed to be in this like little tiny narrow range of weight. And I think it's important to consider that what if they're wrong? Um, I'm going to link to this podcast many different evidence-based ways that we are now considering the evidence that BMI is not an indicator of health. So many people are catching on to this. And I'm glad because whenever I would talk to people one-on-one and hear their story and their struggles with 
their overweightness, um, I would ask them, what's, what are the bodies like in your, uh, in other, for other people in your family? And, you know, sometimes people would even show me pictures of their grandmothers and their aunts and their uncles, and they would all look the same. And I, I think this is something to keep in mind. So as you consider like, wait, is my weight really a problem? I say over what, because I think it's important to consider what if it's not? Genetics is a really big part of this. You know, looking at your family history and if you are in a larger body right now, you know, what about your family tree? And I know sometimes people say, well, I'm in a fat body and I see that my son or daughter is in a fat body and I want to shield them from any harm that the world can maybe provoke on them because of their fat body. And and honestly, that it's easier for us to change the world's belief about, about fat bodies than for a person to maintain weight loss, especially when their genetics are wanting, wanting something different. So keep that in mind. Another point is if your body is larger than everyone else in your family, I would wonder how many diets you've been on because the greatest predictor of weight gain is dieting. And the more one diets, the more they're going to weigh. And I know it sounds silly, but whenever someone tells me they're starting a diet, usually in my head, I'm thinking this, but every every once in a while, I can be a jackass and be like, oh, are you trying to gain weight or something? Um, Because I know that the more someone diets, the more they're going to weigh. And so if you are in a larger body and your genetics, you know, lots of people in your family are also in fat bodies and you've been on many diets, well, trying to go on another one is only going to make your weight go up. So keep that in mind. And then the last one I want, the last kind of point I have about this message for you when you consider over what is let's look at actually the research behind is the fat what's causing health problems. And the way that I always want to encourage you to think about this is I first want you to think about name one disease that we as a human being. (laughs) I don't know if that's the correct grammar. Oh, well. But we as human beings, name one disease that we have that only fat people get. There isn't any, you know, heart disease, type 2 diabetes, joint pain. Those are all things that people will blame on obesity or large bodies or fat in our bodies. But those are all things that skinny people get too. And so research behind fat as this bad, awful thing in our body is correlational research. It's not causational research. I am not a statistician, but I do have a master's degree. So I was required to understand the difference between correlation and causation. And the correlation is really just a way that research can show a relationship. Causation is just like it sounds, that type of research shows that it causes it. And the research is different. There's double blind, placebo, there's lots of controls. There's a, and research has to be done differently to look at causation versus, versus correlational. 
And all of the research that we read that shows fat as this horrible thing is correlational. So next time you say you're overweight, I want you to ask yourself, over what? Because these are all beliefs that are not accurate, they're not true, and they're hurting you. If you never went on that diet to begin with, if you never learned how to hate your body, I think you would be in a healthier place. I think that you would be closer to health. So the way to move forward now is for you to not think of your body as something that needs to be fixed. I'm going to stop now, but I want to let you know that I'm going to be releasing some more bonus episodes in January because I really, really, really want to help you to not diet. I think this is a really tough month from anyone who has been learning how to hate their body their whole life. It's really easy and tempting to go on a diet because it is so seductive and it's fantasy, but I want to be there with you and hold your hand to help you get through it. It's only one month. I'll be in it with you and let's keep working forward and doing this good work to heal our body and our relationship with food. Take care. Do you have a complicated relationship with food and want to change? I want to help. Send your Dear Food letter to lovefoodpodcast at gmail.com. I hope to read about your experiences soon. Thank you for listening. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, and this is the Love Food series. Have you enjoyed the show or would you like to give me feedback? I welcome your thoughts. Please give a review in iTunes and subscribe. This type of kindness helps the show continue. You can also tweet me at eatingpermitrd. Take care.